What's tea, y'all? I know some of you are out there right now having a hard time, having problems in your relationships, having trouble with life, or maybe you're on social media swiping and swiping, thinking, why can't that be me? Why can't I do that? Why well, I'm here to let you know that you can. This is Create Your Own Story with Terrell Garnett, where we not only help you create your own story, but we let you tell yours too. Let's get into it, y'all. What is good, y'all? What is good? We are back with another podcast. I'm really excited about this guest. I'm going to allow her to introduce herself. <laughs> Hi, I my name is Angel Taylor. I am a national recording artist. I was a member of a, a girl group for about almost 20 years uh, named Trinity 5-7. I am a very proud New Orleans native, and I am embarking upon my solo career at the moment, and I'm very excited to talk about that and share with you today. That's awesome. I had to put it on Do Not Disturb because someone will call me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm really excited to have you. Um, she's a Grammy nominated, since she didn't mention that, stellar award winning <laughs> artist. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I feel like most people know about Trinity Five Seven just for the simple fact that you guys were played all throughout BET and stuff. I <laughs> know, yeah. And I remember the first time I heard you guys. I believe I was watching like Cedar's World or something like that. And my body, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, my yeah. body uh was uh or yeah, that's that's the name of the song, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, was playing and I, and at the time I didn't think it was even a gospel song or anything like that you know like I didn't yeah but again I was I was I don't know how old was it I was mm, 10 or so I don't know it was That's hilarious yeah. uh-huh. and then fast forward I remember it's around 2002 I, I usually used to go to my aunt and uncle's house for the summer and mm-hmm. she um was playing uh your guys's album um the second uh, second album um mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, it was 2002 because Paula was on that was on that record or on that album, Um, and and that's kind of really how I got like really introduced to to it. Um, She legally burnt me the CD. (laughs) 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 I'm gonna be honest. Um, I was probably, and I will say like it was like girl groups at that time were huge, gospel or not gospel. You like in the gospel world, there's Virtue mm-hmm. came out with an album around the same time, Out of Eden, mm-hmm. um, Trinity Five Seven, Mary Mary, all had like pretty much like sophomore albums, if not like, you know, their third album around that time. Um, mm-hmm. And I can say, and it was right when I was going into high school, and it really, your guys' music, along with the other ladies and fellas, it kind of really shaped me as a person, I would say. Um because I was heavily into the church at that time and I just entered high school and that's kind of like, I wouldn't say taboo, but most people that are in high school are going to parties and going to, and I was actually just going to church on Fridays. I was going to church on Tuesdays and stuff and I was super like into it. Um, Not that I'm not anymore, but, <laughs> but I feel like it, it helped give me a, um, uh, like a life compass in a sense. Um, Ooh, wow. Yeah, like just to know that things are okay and all right, and by listening, you know, like it just—I don't know—because your guys' music wasn't just about God. It 
you know, it encompassed everything that people go through in life. Mm -hmm. Wow. Thank you for that. <laughs> that. Thank you for sharing that. I'm, you know, what's funny is that we were just um, writing out some things and I was kind of having to describe the new music on my album. And, you know, I, one of the things that I said was that it, you know, talks about all of the stages of life and love and joy and pain, you know, with God at the center. And so you just saying that um, just speaks volumes because that was always the intention to be very transparent and to be very real and to talk about things that we actually experience, not just he woke me up this morning and started me on my way, which is incredible. I'm grateful every morning, you know, when I wake up and mercies are new and all that. Um, but, you know, what do you do when you are 16, 17, whatever, and you're being pressured um maybe to have sex or to, you know, go into a physical relationship or just to kind of go past boundaries that you maybe created for yourself and you don't know how to stand up or how to, how to say, Hey, that makes me uncomfortable. Um, so that's, that song, my body was, um, that for us, that was, you know, the intention behind it. And the funny thing is that song came on every night on um, Midnight Love on BET. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was like right in the midst of like, you know, the R&B, yeah, you know, love songs, people yes. getting it in on there. And then here we come. <laughs> <laughs> um, but people loved it. People yeah. really, really loved that song. We couldn't go anywhere um, and do a set and and not be asked to perform my body it was it was hilarious that's funny um yeah, I kinda, yeah. I remember the video like vividly too which is crazy yeah the video was so good billy woodruff did um maybe three of our early videos i know he did that one i think he did holla and he did um maybe put your hands Okay. But he he's so great. He was he was always so good. And they didn't cut any corners. You know what I'm saying? He never he didn't say, hey, I'm going to do these gospel girls videos. So let me give them the the low budget treatment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and kudos to our record label at the time because they didn't cut corners and they made sure that our um, our material could stand up next to whatever group mainstream you know yeah. gospel whatever genre and i think that's a part of you know why why people respected us a whole lot because we didn't just say hey we're gospel we're we're just gonna do this you know kind of halfway you know what i mean so <laughs> with standing up next to any other girl group i know that you guys have always gotten compared to like the gospel destiny's child how was it like getting compared to that and then transitioning into uh, Matthew knows becoming your guys's manager. <laughs> That's funny. Um, gosh, yeah, we were always, no, I won't say compared, but likened, yeah. likened to them. Um, and I mean, it, it was cool. It was because at the time they were popping. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Destiny's child was everywhere. Um, you know, so that was, that was really cool. And we yeah, joined Matthew initially as management and then we were on the um, record label. And that was that was an experience. <laughs> <laughs> that was an experience. We had some great 
um, you know, accomplishments during that time. We get, we were nominated for our first Grammy. Um, and then we were actually nominated again, um, for the second album that we did with, with, uh, him and the label. So it was a pretty good time. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Well, I do want to get into some questions. I know you, uh, sent you the questions that I potentially could be asking. Um, okay. and, but what I will say before we get into that, um, the last album for Trinity Five Seven was what two thousand and twelve, I believe so, or eleven, something like that. So, what took you so long to put out a solo project? <sighs> I needed a break. Um, as much as I love what I do, we experience so much. You know, a lot of good, a lot of bad, a lot of scary, a lot of trying times. And it was exhausting, just to be honest. Um, so I needed time to kind of just cleanse, you know, my, cleanse myself from that um, because I didn't want to be bitter mm-hmm. and, you know, come come back out doing this with anything on, you know, my mind that was negative or in my heart. Um, so that was one of the reasons. The other reason is I love so many different types of music. I listen to everything from classical to reggae to Afro beats to jazz, you know. Um, and it was very hard to decide what I wanted my sound to be. Um because it's like when you can do everything, you kind of want to do everything. Yeah. And that was the challenge. It was like, okay, now you got to narrow it down now. You got to <laughs> figure out who you're trying to be. So that took some time as well. And, you know, I I, I landed on, we're going to make music that has God at the center, but it's going to, you know, there's going to be some R&B, lots of R&B influence. I think that's always my main sound um, as an artist. <clears throat> And then there's you know, a splash of pop and then some urban, you know, yeah. some hip hop. Um, <clears throat> so that's kind of the mixture. But it took a minute to get back to a good place. And one of the things that was very important to me as well was having a team around me that actually loves me, that actually believes in me, believes in the music, believes in the goals and, and the things that we're, you know, trying to accomplish. And when I tell you that takes time. Yeah. Um, so now the timing seems so perfect and amazing um, because I feel safe. Awesome. Um, I feel safe. I trust my team. I love the music that we've, you know, come up with and everybody is very serious about excellence. So, so yeah, that's where I am now. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, would you say, has it been like hard to transition back into the industry that you've been out for so long? <sighs> um, you know what? The cool thing about being away for so long is that I care not about the rules. Like, I don't care to go back into that space of, oh, you have to do things this way or that way because that's how it's done. Yeah. Um, it feels good to not be doing this from a place of need, but f- from a place of um, I just desire to do it because this is my purpose. This is what, you know, God has 
put in my path, you know, for me to do. Um, and I just want to honor him and I want to make a difference. I, you know, I want to have my own lane and create something new and have a good time doing it. So I don't have the pressure of, um, trying to live up to anybody's standard. Um, and that feels amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> That's kind of like when I started this uh, podcast, I originally never wanted a podcast, never even yeah. thought about doing a podcast. Yeah. I've always wanted a, a talk show, but that's just because I feel like I have the gift of gab and I feel like I'm personable. Um, uh-huh. But I just never thought that this would be my life right now. Um, yeah. And I was going to help somebody else with their podcast. And mm-hmm. I seen like how they were doing stuff. I'm like, that's just not going to work. <laughs> and like, I was trying to like tell them in a nice way, like, this isn't going to work. You should try doing this instead, you know? Mm-hmm. And they got super offensive or d- defensive and then like posted something on social media. And I'm like, are you talking about me? Like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Like it ain't even that deep. Um, yeah. Turns out I was right. It didn't work out. And then uh, two of my <laughs> friends um, like were like, oh, you should just do your own. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. And like, no, I'll just do it. So like I was just like, okay, you know what? Let me just lean in. And just see what happens. And then once I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. Like everything came just so easy. Yeah. Like, there was I no reason that. not to do it. There was no reason not to do it. Like it was easier to do it than not do it at that point. I love that. That's great. But before I get into some actual questions so we can, you know, get to know you. Um, let me play a song. So I'm going to play it. And this has been hard because I've done listening to listen to Trinity Five Seven all my all my life now, um, yeah. <laughs> and so I was trying to like you know pick the right song, like you know what song do I you know want to play in the podcast or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I picked. I'm only gonna play three. Well, two technically from Trinity Five Seven, and then you're single right now. But uh-huh. um, this one was my mom's favorite song. I remember, and it okay. is one for me. <gasps> really? Yes. So I'm going to play that right now. Okay. So let's get into it. So much of my life 
with uh, celebrity guests i do not look at any other interviews i do not look at anything but with you i was like okay let me you know listen to another interview and see you know because i don't want to ask the same questions that you know the typical questions that always get asked but Mm -hmm. i heard you saying that uh about marriage and how like it's been the best thing and nobody told you that it was going to be kind of like this so with that song it kind of i don't know it's kind of like led you in that direction you know like you how how has marriage been for you like how what is some of the key things that you would say to somebody that is about to get married wow um that's a really good question and I have to tell you I wrote that song and I was probably 22 or something years old and I was just always in this space of love you know like (laughs) I know I'm going to have this amazing love, you know, at some point. Um, I would say um, get to know the real person. You know, a lot of times we bring representatives and hopefully, you know, we're not still in that stage. You know, when, when we're meeting people, we need to really show up as who we are. So, you know, I feel like once you get past that part, you kind of have to just examine and, I I always say you have to know that other person's level of crazy and if you can deal with it. So, you know, my level of crazy is like, I don't know. I fight with him in the studio, like (laughs) not, you know, obviously not literally, but we work together, you know? So he does, um, all your runs. I heard. I said he, he gives you all your runs. I heard. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Let him tell it. <laughs> but he does. He does give you a good amount of, you know, ideas and stuff and we bounce things off of one another. And so that relationship is great. But anybody I'm in the studio with, you know, because you're a creative, you have your idea. And then when people start trying to implant other yeah. ideas, it's like, hold up now. <laughs> um, but it, his ideas usually turn out to be really great. So, um, but you know, I think the main thing that kind of helps us is that both of us really love peace. You know, we, we, we've chosen to love one another and we want peace at home. We want peace in our relationship. And so I think when that's the goal, like nobody's going to bring drama or crazy, you know what I mean? Um, and God is, you know, obviously at the center. Um, but we just don't make problems, you know, for one another. We talk through everything, you know, in a civilized way. And then we go get some food. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. I know it's so weird. Like I don't, I'm 34 now. I know I look young. Okay. But I don't see that for myself at all. Like I don't, I don't know. I just don't, I don't feel the want to be in a relationship. I don't feel the, I don't want to like find no girl. I don't, it's just, I don't know. Like, and I feel like, at this age, I feel like I should, you know, like at some point you want to long, long for certain things. Like I'm not a dog. I'm not a player. Like I literally am happily <laughs> single. I don't I'm not trying to go out on dates because I'm not trying to waste mm-hmm. my money. Um, not that it would be a waste <laughs> of money, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Um, but like, I'm just, you know, I'm cool. Hang out with friends or whatever. Or I'm just a homebody by myself. Like, you know, like, and I, yeah. and 
I don't know. Like, I, I go back and think because everybody says that, you know, there's somebody for everybody. And I, yeah, I believe that. I don't believe that at all. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't. Because there's certain people that, like, have, like, for instance, people that are born with, like, disabilities that causes them not to be able to, like, see, speak, or just not be in the right mindset. There's not, mm-hmm. I don't think that there's anybody for them. There's nothing mm. wrong, you know? So, like, I don't necessarily believe that there's somebody for everybody. Granted, whoever gets me is getting a good thing. Let's just put that out there. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, and just like that piece, I'm just, I don't know, I feel like the older I get, the more I see certain things for what they are and just people. And maybe it's just mm-hmm. that I haven't met that person. That made me, yeah. that made me th- makes me think differently. But mm-hmm. I'm just like, mm, I'll pass. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say this. Love is all consuming. Exactly. You know, you can be in that space today and then tomorrow be in a completely different space mm-hmm. and making decisions that you never thought uh, you would make. I mean, I can speak from experience and there's nothing wrong with if you say, you know, I want to be single for the rest of my life, I have peace being, you know, with myself. And I think that's a huge thing that, um, people kind of lack, you know, just being satisfied with self. Mm -hmm. Like I'm good at home by myself, watching my, my reruns of whatever, or, you know what I mean? Just kind of spending time with myself. That's a beautiful thing. And we, I think as a society lack that a lot because we're usually pursuing people and trying to find somebody to, um, to not just add to our lives, but to kind of complete us when really that's our, our job is to be, to make sure that we're whole. You know, and so, but I will say this, I, me and, and my husband were both in the same place and we had both just kind of decided, man, it's crazy out here. (laughs) Dating has been exhausting. We're good with being single. I literally had decided that I am so good. I'm not trying to date. I'm not trying, you know, do any of it because it's just takes away my peace. The experiences that I had were not better than me being alone. So it was like not worth it. And then he had run into a lot of crazy stuff. And so when we met, we met through a mutual friend who was like, y'all have to meet because you got to work together. And so both he and I were on that page, but I came um, actually here for that meeting, we went down to the studio, the three of us and ended up talking for like five hours, um, laughing, just having a great time. We talked about the dating stuff and how we were not interested. And then when I left that meeting, I was like, man, why is he still on my mind? Like, I'm still, what is that? What is that about? Um, and so that's kind of how that, how that happened. And we we maybe dated, we were, I think, dated for like three months and then we got engaged. <laughs> well, you know, you know. Um, and we were married nine months later, you know, after we met. So it just, God's amazing, you know. And when you just express to him that, hey, I am satisfied with you, mm-hmm. um, man, he just opens up, you know, he opens up and allows blessings to overflow i mean it's literally like you seek ye first you know (laughs) and when you do that like when you put that into action it's amazing how he opens up the world to you 
That is truly amazing. I like how you said um, satisfied. So the start of the pandemic, um, I don't know how the pandemic was for you, but the pandemic was amazing for me. <laughs> Listen, I wasn't mad at the pandemic. We ate good. Yes, no, <laughs> we had a good time. I, I It was easy because like sometimes, like I said, I'm, I'm in a sense a homebody in a sense. I'm like yes. not an introvert, but I'm like a extroverted introvert so like i do like to okay. be outside when i like to be outside when you like to be i totally get <laughs> yeah, that yeah. um so um i didn't have to like worry about anybody else like wanting to do something because we can't do nothing no you couldn't do it I, I totally get that um, yeah and then like just with my job that i have my day job like we're able to work at home and now that's all we do or whatever. And then I, yeah. I work better at home by myself, not around anybody. So like I've yeah. gotten promoted like three different times. Like, so just things have just, it's amazing. Yeah. I started the podcast. That's something I never would have done if it wasn't yeah. for the pandemic and them stimulus checks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the main thing, right when we were going into the pandemic, I want to say a couple weeks before, um, I had started to listen to um, the Walls Group, and I've had seen the Walls Group many, many times, but never. I was like, I'll listen to them next, you know, later, but never paid mm-hmm. attention to them. So then, finally, I was like, let me just go back and listen to them, you know, because I, I keep seeing them. Like, you know, something's telling me that I need to listen to them, and mm-hmm. that specific song, "Satisfied," I feel like it it changed mm. so much for me um, because I feel like a lot of times we are like. Um, we put conditions on God or like, oh, he didn't, he didn't do this for me and I really needed this or whatever. Like I'm not yeah. satisfied with him, but like to think on the flip side, like, are you, are you satisfied with me? Like, am I doing everything that I should be doing? I and, know, right? Yeah. And I'm just like, uh, it puts like, it literally made me like change a whole lot of things because mm-hmm. I'm just like, well, why, you know, like I didn't even, that's never even crossed my mind before. Like, you know, like, yeah. And then not even just with God, just with people around me too. Like, am I doing the right thing? Like I, I want to be a good person. I love that. Yeah. Um, and it was literally that song. And then Samo, I don't know if you know who Samo is artist. Well, I don't know. I'm going to put you on. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to sing awesome. you some songs. But when I tell you like, and keep and care shared mm-hmm. in that time frame, those songs literally were, helped me so much and I, I don't necessarily think I was going through anything but I needed to go through something um and that would just eliminate certain people only have people like there's a song by Samo called Apology and when I tell you it's my life like everything he says in that song actually happened to me oh wow and um towards the end of the song it turns into kind of to like a gospel song and he's basically now like pleading to God and he's saying like all like you know people's apologies are not enough for me. Like, you know, like, you Mm -hmm. did this dirty, you meant to do this to me. So, like, I, you know, it's not that I don't forgive you, but, like, I can't deal with you no more kind of thing. And he's all like, God, like, the next people that come into my life, like, they have to come through you first. Yeah. And and literally, so I had this, um, fast forward to, like, that was maybe June of 2020. Fast forward to November. Um... I had to sit down with uh, an old high school friend um, that we had stopped talking um, to in high school. But we were like, you know, just have always hit him up for his birthday every single year. And, you know, we always say we're going to hang, but we never do. 
Um, so we finally <laughs> did, and I I realized, oh, this is why we're not friends. <laughs> Quick, but I was telling him about the songs or whatever Samoa, and then I was like, oh, snaps! Like, and it, it, I just had an epiphany that like all of the friends that I have now are people that I go to church with. Like everybody else, mm. I eliminated, and I didn't even realize like me playing that song. I was like, that's crazy. A, you know, praying for something like unknowingly praying for something. Yeah. I don't know where I was going with this. I went on with a rant. But <laughs> no, but it's it's cool. I I totally get it and I love and listen, I have had literal prayers where, you know, I had to be like, God, I need you to send me um girlfriends, but ones that love me and that will pray for me and actually want my best, you know, want the best for me. Um, so I totally get, you know, kind of cleaning out and I'm, I'm not saying the whole like cut people off no. thing, but, you know, just kind of cleaning out uh, your life and having people that are supportive and loving and love God and put him first. And so that, you know, when God's first in your life, you're just not going to do people dirty. Exactly. You know, and so I've had to, like, that's important. Tell my cousin, like even just with wearing masks. Granted, most states and you don't have to wear a mask anymore, but depending on where I'm going, I will put on a mask still. Mm-hmm. And I was telling my cousin, like, oh, put, why don't you have a mask on right now? He's like, oh, we don't have to. And I'm like, but it's not about if you have to or not. It's just about, it's not even about the mask for me or me catching COVID. It's just about making other people feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I totally get that. Yeah, you know, like, it's just about, you know, there's older people here and you know, they may think that if they get COVID, they, you know, they probably could die. You know? <laughs> yeah. They, um, so I was just about making people feel uncomfortable or not, not, mm-hmm. not uncomfortable, but comfortable. Like, feel you know, comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know. I just felt like just being a good person. I, that's what I've been striving for. And I feel like I've, I'm succeeding in that area. That's awesome. Um, but what do you feel your self-worth is based on? That's a good question. Um, because I, I think that I, well, I know for, for sure that I used to place my self-worth in, um, my accomplishments and my finances. And, um, and so, you know, I, if, if I went through a period where I, maybe I wasn't working as much or being as, you know, the accolades weren't rolling in and the accomplishments and, um, you know, those things I would kind of base it on. It's kind of that, what have you done for me lately type <laughs> energy? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, you know, one of the reasons I'm so excited about this project too, because, you know, I wrote some of the songs on there and then my, my husband has written some, and then some, you know, I have, I think one other writer, two other writers, but it's like they went through and I, and I would, I would really have conversations with them and really talk about like my journey, my experiences, the things that made me cry or the things that made me feel joy. And, um, so I talk about these things, you know, I, I really have a song that, that, that says, God, you know, you found me in the middle of my mess and you found me in the middle of my pain and my heartbreak. Um, and really, brought peace into my life and really show me that I'm, I'm hit. Like he created me in, in his likeness. And so how could my worth be dependent upon what gig I get or what, 
you know, show I am on or how many radio stations are playing my song. Yeah. That has nothing to do with God. Exactly. That has nothing to do with um, who I am. You know what I mean? And who, and whose I am like, you know, so I'm, I'm so glad I'm not in that place. Cause it's a very hurtful place. It's a very, you know, you're comparing and you're feeling like you're not doing enough and you're not enough. But, but what I do know is, um, you have to do your part of the work, whatever God, whatever, you know, his assignment is for you. And then you give it to him. It's not for you to sit up all night and be like, oh, we didn't, you know, we didn't get these numbers or we didn't do like, that's his job. Yeah. Your job is to just believe that you did what you were supposed to do, do what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And then believe, and then believe that he's going to do his part. That's, so that's, that's yeah. so amazing. And I, 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 I kind of can relate to that too, just with the podcast. Cause you know, you always want to see numbers go high and everything. Yeah. Um, but like, even if nobody listened to the podcast, when I have like you guys on as guests, mm-hmm. like just the conversations that I have with you guys, um, I learn something out of it. Like I get something out of it. Um, I yeah. remember I had Shay Atkins on and she was telling oh, her I story. Know. I know Shay. I had her on um, November of last year and just like something she said is that like the key to like, you know, is to not take anything personal. Like a lot of times people aren't trying to hurt people. How about that? And I'm just like, that is so true. So like, I've been moving in that, like people do do certain things, but I'm just like, I'm not even going to take it personal because a lot of times people might hurt you, but they're, they're they're not intending to hurt you. It's just, you you get hit in the crossfire. And then I had uh, Antonio Dixon on and he said something that I was just like, when I tell you, it made me call somebody up and apologize to them, even though I didn't (laughs) feel that I was wrong, because he was saying like, no matter, um, no matter the story that you feel like you can be close with somebody, and no matter how good you are to somebody, in their story, they may have you as the villain. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, huh, like, Mm -hmm. and so it made me think about a, a relationship that I had with one of my friends. And I'm just like, well, he might have thought that I you know I could see how he could take this the wrong way even though I felt like I was doing the right thing I could see Mm -hmm. how so I'm just like oh you know let me call and apologize yeah like we weren't even cool yeah we still ain't cool (laughs) (laughs) but like I I felt like I owe you an apology for you you know so like Mm -hmm. it's just certain things like that so even if I never get another listen um I'd gotten something out of this like it it's not it's not going for not it's not for nothing basically Absolutely. I love that. So I'm going to play another record before I get into okay. some more context. Um, so this one was a toss up. Um, but the reason I'm playing this is because I want to ask you a question after I play it. Um, okay. And this one is I want to go back. Oh. Yeah, I love this record. <laughs> so here is I want to go back again by Trinity 5 7. Sometimes I wanna sit back and talk with my mother and laugh with my brother. Sometimes I just wanna go to the store for my daddy and go visit granny. Sometimes and I wanna go to the park and chill and play some Lauren Hill. Sometimes I wanna go back, wanna go back to the days when. Father, I, I want to go back to the way it used to be when my mama and him took care of 
to pick my brother up from school. Sometimes I reminisce about the day my daddy said, take the keys, you drive. Sometimes I think about my growing up days, long before I had my own place. Sometimes I, I want to go back, I want to go back to the days when It feels like summer. <laughs> yes, it, it does. does. Wait, would, like I feel like you went back, like through the albums, and was like, "What what songs did she write?" <laughs> yeah. I, honest to God, I didn't look at who wrote what songs or whatever. But I was like, That's any crazy. song I chose, I was obviously going to play your verse. Um, no shade <laughs> to Chanel, no shade. But I mean, like, h- how does that look if I'm going on? I have Kelly on, and I'm playing, you know. Destiny's Child first album. She didn't sing on that. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, of course I was going to play your 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 verses, um, but I just, I was like, what songs feel good, you know? Um, and mm-hmm. that particular song, like, it just made me think of, like, just old times, like, you know? Good times. Yeah. So I wanted to ask the question, like, what is one thing that if you could go back and do, what would you do again? Oh man, I would hang out with my dad some like, you know, we, we hung out all the time and he would, he would take me on dates and take me to dinner at nice restaurants. And so, or sometimes we go to Burger King and just chat it up, you know, mm-hmm. um, I would, I would, I would hang out with him and ask him all the questions that I have now that he's gone, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, you don't really think of. Yeah. Because you think the person's going to be around and, you know, maybe something came to your mind. you like, I'm going to holler at him next time, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I would definitely get to know him even more than I did more as a man, um, as I know him as a dad. Mm-hmm. But I would I would take some time and just get to know the person, you know, a, a little awesome. bit more. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I've never asked that to anybody, that question, but I think I'm going It's to a ask. great question. Yeah. You should ask it. Yeah. yeah, it's a very, very good question. Um, so, I, so, change gears just a little bit. I had asked you this question uh, via DM, and you told me I could ask it on the show. And I was just <laughs> really curious. So, the question for those of you that are listening is that I know that um, R. Kelly has written, you know, uh, the start of Trinity Five Seven, the first two albums, he's written songs on on, mm-hmm. on there. Um, yeah. For you, I know people. A lot of people are like um, boycotting R. Kelly, which is completely fine and understandable. But I still think that with s- certain things, there has to be a level of like, how do I put it? Like, how can you separate the artists from the art? Like, do are you able to do that? Like, do you? have any gripes about singing any of those past songs that he has written? Um, you know, because songs that he wrote for us are really very anointed songs. And 
God's grace is one of our biggest, you know, songs, but it is one of the songs that mean the most to the people that love our group. Um, you know, like I would, we have gotten so many stories of people saying, man, this, this song right here got me through college. This song got me through when my parents put me out of the house at 17 and I had to figure out life on my own. Um, you know, this, there's so many stories. You can't take that away. That doesn't go away because some, you know, he did terrible things. Um, you know, and it made such an impact in our career and, you know, with our audience, um, there he is, is another song that, you know, he wrote. And (laughs) again, like people love that song. And, um, I will say, you know, our, um, experience with him was, I don't know the person, you know, that I've seen in the news and, you know, the reports and, and all that. Um, we we were in the studio and I remember, gosh, we were in Chicago, it was freezing, it was winter and we got snowed in. Um, and so we had to stay there like an extra couple of days. We were recording God's Grace and, you know, we went in and he would he call me his little Faith Evans. He was like, you my little Faith, my little baby <laughs> Faith, you know. Um, but he was so sweet to us. So it's like, you know, you get to really understand that there is duality within people. Like people have um, demons. People have other sides of themselves that they, you know, deal with. And I mean, it's so true. What you feed is what grows. Yeah. Um, but he, you know, when we worked with him, he I remember him coming into the booth. He sat in the corner like a little kid. It was really um, very endearing. He went and he made made me hot tea and um, he came back. He sat in the corner and he gave me my gave me some of my ad libs. He was like, I want you to sing it like this. You know, I want you to do this. And um, so we kind of, you know, we we gained um, a, a nice rapport with him and we he would invite us to his events and celebrity you know games and stuff and we would go and sing and go to his like you know parties and he would always come over to us pull us away into a corner and be like pray for me y'all my my little angels is what he would call us and he was like y'all gotta pray for me you know and we would do that and then he'd go on his way and you know but every time we saw him that's who we were to him um, that makes sense, though. And I don't, you know, I, I'm grateful that we had that experience because it does show me that then when you nurture the wrong things and the wrong parts of you, what it co- can come to, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, but yeah, those songs are, are beautiful songs. I'm, really I'm singing God's grace at my show, in a, you know, in a couple of days, because that's a part of my history and our legacy. Um, and it's a beautiful song. So no, it really <laughs> is. Um, yeah, and he's super talented, um, a musical genius, some would call him. Um, so, yeah. But I really want to ask that because I know we're kind of like in the stages of council culture. And mm-hmm. I don't remember who said it, but I remember hearing someone saying, like, you can't counsel me. Only God can counsel me. And I'm like, that's that's, that's true, you know, because at the end of the day, like, people are still going to listen to his music. And he's not the only person that's done horrible things in this world. Um, and But we still listen to him. I On my previous podcast, um, I was talking about Chris Brown and how 
his thing where it was wrong and you know he's apologized whatever the case is but mm-hmm. like he still when people talk about him they still bring that up like you know and i feel yeah. like it's so crazy because he's not the only person that's done something like that there's been many other artists or many that have done that and worse but they don't bring that up when they speak about them so it, it's mm-hmm. just so crazy how like you know people can pick and choose what they want to call somebody yeah something. yeah and and i think and i know that um forgiveness and redemption they're hard you know they're hard things <laughs> my husband is big on redemption and i'm i'm kind of more like you did what you did we're done (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately i'm working on that like literally you know all the time Mm -hmm. um and you know so i've kind of evolved and changed you know a bit because god i mean you know there's so much that people in the bible have done have you know did and god was still like nah but you're still on my team Mm -hmm. you can still play but we and so we're so different than him we don't we think we have power we don't have yeah. you know what i mean like a, a group Heaven of people can't cancel another person because did you create them yeah i, I, don't, I don't think you did <laughs> you know so i i think that um you know the you, you leave that you leave that to god it's it's way too challenging for us to be um fair it's and it's i don't even know that it's about fair it's just about grace and it's about um god being able to decide what's next in this person's journey what's next in their walk what do they need to experience in order because he's always trying to bring us to him that's his goal yeah he's not trying to hurt us he's not trying to punish us that's human stuff um, he's always working to get us closer. He's always working to get us in that bosom of his, yeah. you know? So it's like, we kind of start all this confusion and we block that and distract people. But God is always trying to reel us in. Like he loves us. And that's, you know, what he wants from us, that relationship. So I, I don't know. We, us humans, we just make it a mess. We make a mess of everything. We really do. <laughs> I remember yeah. hearing, um, what was it? Some saying. I'm not even going to butcher it. When I think of it fully, I'll let you know. Because <laughs> I know I'm going to get it wrong. Um, <laughs> so my next question for you is if, and I love this rec- this question, I'm sorry. Um, because if in the Guinness World, the Guinness Book of World Records, what would you say, what song of yours would be in there? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, shoot. Uh, what song would that be? Um, man, that's a tough question. It's really good, <laughs> but it's tough because how do you choose that? Yeah, I mean, it's up to you. Like you're. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, let me just think about what are my favorites then. Um, I'd say listen is, is kind of, you know, a favorite, one of my most favorite, you know, what's so funny about performances. What's so funny about listen. So I remember when it came out and I was like, uh, and then when I heard you guys sing it live, it just, it was completely different for me. It was like lightning on a stage. Like I love, so one of my favorite performances of that is at the Dove Awards. Uh-huh. And, you know, we had like 
uh, horn section. It was very New Orleans. You know, I'm from New Orleans. Um, and so much fun. One of our most electrifying performances. I remember feeling electric, you know, on the stage and um, it just being such a great time. One of the other things I would songs that I would say is Oh, Mary, Don't You Weep, which was a song that Aretha Franklin recorded. Um, I'm not sure if she was the original person, but she recorded it. That's how I knew the song. Aretha's like my absolute favorite singer. And so that song got us the opportunity to sing at her son's wedding at her house in the backyard. That's amazing. It was a beautiful wedding. Um, she had us because she, she, we were like, wait, she wants us to sing. Oh, Mary, don't you weep at a wedding? <laughs> Say less. <laughs> so and um, after we were done singing, she came, she took us inside and she came and she pulled out our, you know, wad of cash out of her bosom <laughs> and paid us. And I was like, oh, my God, I got like boob money from Aretha. <laughs> Who could say that? So that's the one right there. That's the that's the one that got me that experience with, you know, one of the, I mean, I st- one of the people that I studied growing up and just loved. I remember my uncle sitting at the piano playing Natural Woman mm-hmm. and um, Do Right Woman, you know, like, yeah, that was an amazing experience and she was always really sweet to us loved our voices and we also got to do a tribute to her um the grammy sanctioned uh tribute night before like they have this big tribute before the grammys at the 50th um grammys and we got to sing a couple of her songs for her she was sitting right there next to clive davis and so that was an amazing experience that's awesome yeah yeah i can't can't say. I've met a lot of people, but I don't have any cool stories like that. Uh, <laughs> um, so I'm going to play your single now. Um, okay. And it's so crazy because... Sorry, text messages, you know how that goes. Um, you get you distracted. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember that you're coming out with a song and I'm like oh I have to get her on the podcast like <laughs> um and when I heard it I'm just like oh I love it my mom plays it out I swear um mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh wow with coming back out and as a solo artist what why was this the song that you chose listen I love this song. We recorded this song um, in 2016. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, Yeah, we recorded it in 2016. I was, and this is such a good story. Do do I have time to really tell the story? You need me to, okay. I was going through this time and I had moved back to Houston in order to work on my album, but I felt like I didn't have what I needed. I felt like I didn't have what I needed, like the direction and the um, relationships and the, you know, production element, all that. So my friend, um, Rock Wilder, called me on the phone. We had become friends because he had produced a couple songs um, on the Angel, the Angel and Chanel album. Right. And so he calls me and he's like, 
hey, Angie, come on, we got to work. We got to, we got <laughs> to get on our, um, we got to get on our uh, Quincy Jones, Michael Jackson stuff <laughs> and, <laughs> and make this album happen. And I'm like, I don't know, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I'm ready. I don't have what I need. Well, he's like, you got me. I'm right here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so um, he's like, I need you to get set up a studio in your, in your house and, you know, in your room, I'm going to send you everything you need. Okay, I'm going to send you links to this, get this mic, get this, get that. And um, I need you to start writing and I need you to start sending me, you know, material, things that you want to record and put on the, on the record. So you kind of pull me out of that space that I was in um, where I just felt like so down on myself. Like, I don't know how this is going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Pan out. How are we going to get this um, record done? And he sends me, so I had written a couple songs, but the first thing he sent me was that track mm-hmm. from um, these guys named uh, Chris, a production group named Chris and Teague. I know Chris and Teague. Hmm? I know Chris and Teague. Oh, cool. Yeah, they're, they're really awesome. And so he sent me that and I was like, oh, I, I think I think we're, I think we're moving. I think because yeah. <laughs> I loved it and it gave me that energy and it gave me that jump start. Like, all right. All right. Let's get it. You know, let's mm-hmm. get into it. Um, so, yeah, we recorded. Then I talked to Donnie about it. You know, I was like, I want your blessing, you know, because I recorded yeah. this song and um, he gave me that. And then uh, since then, you know, this the past maybe two years, we kind of revamped it and made it current and, you know, even better. My husband worked on it and added some production uh, to it. And yeah, and then, you know, we had this great song. But the reason why it was first, it's always been, um, it's always been the first single in my mind since recording it. It just felt like this is it. This bridges the gap between what people have kind of gotten from Trinity uh-huh. with the urban feel and the, you know what I mean? And then the, you know, it being kind of up-tempo, upbeat and unexpected for gospel. Um, so it kind of takes me where I'm, you know, where I'm trying to go. It's like, it kind of, you kind of, reach your hand out to the people that love the group yes. and say, come with me um, with this song, because I feel like it's familiar. It's what you might expect from a, a person, a, a, you know, a, a, a soloist that was in, yeah. the, in our group in Trinity five, seven. Um, and yeah. So that was my intention. I was like, I can't leave my people. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's your um, core audience. You know, yeah, I, I want you. them with me on the journey. Say again. I said it's your core audience. So you, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I love them. Like, there, you know, there's people that have been with us for the duration since the beginning, yeah. and um, they're you know have been super supportive, and so it's like I gotta give them something they're gonna love. Um, and that's not to say all of the music is completely different from that, but I felt like this right here, though, <laughs> this is the one. And it's familiar, you know, because it's the classic, 
classic. It's a classic Donnie McClurkin song. Yes. So anybody that follows gospel, they're going to know it, you know, and it's just, I think it's one of those feel goods. It has like that 1990s, like bop, you know, yeah. to it. It's urban. It's a, a mashup of that and traditional gospel. So it's just like, this, this has to be it because it's such a fun song. But when I tell you, I'm so excited about the second single. Oh, is that good? <laughs> Listen, I can't wait for you to hear it. I don't, I can't pick favorites, but this is, this one's going to be one of my favorites to perform. Oh, okay. What's the second single called, if you can say? Um... It's called in. Well, you know what? No, I can't say because there's a battle. There's a battle going on about what the name's gonna be. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> so, and is it a slow um, song or a, or up tempo? It's it's or like mid. a it's a mid tempo. Okay, okay, it's a very sentimental, introspective mid. Okay, and when do you know when we could expect it? In a few weeks, actually. Okay, well, maybe around when this drops, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This maybe is dropping, right. Great, I think, the first week of October. Did you freeze? Oh, no, you're good. No. You're frozen. Oh, can you hear me? Oh, no. Okay, you're good yeah, now. I can you're, hear good. You. you're good now. Oh, good, good, okay. Yeah, I was saying that this, this uh, episode's going to drop, the first, I think, the first week of October, so... Whatever that Monday land. Yep, I think it. I think it'll be around that time. Oh, cool. Okay, well, let me get into to to the single right now before I we go on a rant about the second one. Um, okay. <laughs> here is "Speak" by Angel Taylor. Here we go. Close to me, feels like I'm supposed to 
Um, <laughs> not a question, more of a statement or a suggestion. Um, so something that I noticed that you guys never did, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys never had a live album with Trinity 5-7. No, we never. I don't think we ever even considered doing a live album. So my suggestion that would be is cool thing. for you, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, for you, for, you know, like, even if, once you put out, you know, a couple records, you know, you should definitely do a live album or just an EP or something. Um, or even if you guys ever got back together, um, not to say that you guys are broken up, but if you guys ever reconnected to do another album, I feel like it should probably be like a mix between live and not live. Just a that suggestion. That could be fun. Just a suggestion. Yeah, that could be fun. I'll consider that. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. <laughs> and then, so with, I know you're performing on this, well, for the people listening, you already performed and you killed the stage. But, yeah. <laughs> but for us, you're performing this Sunday. Are you are you guys um, going to record any of the performances so you guys can put out on socials and whatnot, YouTube? Yeah, we're definitely going to get, um, you know, get video. And just, I think it's going to be such an amazing time. Uh, I want to get a good some good footage of the audience because you know when you do these performances it's very hard to be in the moment mm-hmm. um so that's what i want to see i want to see like the response from the audience yeah. after like i want to sit and watch the videos and be like show me now show me what the audience was doing on this part <laughs> um but yeah we'll definitely get some footage and, and post some things and uh i think we might have a couple surprises so i'm looking forward to that so this it's funny that you say that um and i don't know if you've experienced this every time that you perform so i want to say right before 2019 december at my job they had like this company party and i'm Mm -hmm. like oh and they're like oh talent show type thing or whatever you can win five hundred dollars and i said well i can shake my ass for five hundred dollars you know i'm going (laughs) to get this money so i was like okay let me think of what song I want to perform and I was in the studio with uh um who was I in the studio with Tony Di- Antonio Dixon and um oh he's gonna kill me I can't even think of his name to save my life right now um JQ from uh formerly of uh The Clutch um so anyways we're talking and they're asking like Usher or Justin Timberlake and I'm like, Usher, like, Justin Timberlake don't got no timeless hits like that. And they're like, no, Justin Timberlake got some, you know, some hits. And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) So then I went back and listened to his catalog, and I'm just like, okay. I'm I'm going to perform Justin for the the show. So I um, put, like, a medley together of his songs, and I did a five-minute performance. You can actually look at it. It's on Twitter. But, I mean, not on Twitter. It's on Instagram. But once I was done with my performance, like, I didn't remember any of it so does that happen to you often like once you're on the stage and when you get off like you don't remember exactly what you did or how you did absolutely it's like you are just in that in that space it's weird yeah it's like um 
gosh, what did they used to call it on Super Mario Brothers when you go into the uh, the uh, this this the zone? Um, did you play that game? <laughs> I did, but years ago, so I don't. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't think of it. But anyway, it's kind of like you go into this space, and it's not real. It's you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and you're so laser focused on what you rehearsed and connecting with the audience and just, you know, being great. Um, I could have shoes with nails in them when I'm on stage and I won't feel it until I come off. Their adrenaline's crazy. Yeah. It's like really, really weird. You feel everything when you come off. It's like, Oh my God, these shoes are awful. My, you know, whatever. (laughs) Um, but when you're up there, it's like that, just that one thing. It, it was the warp zone. That's what it was. Oh, it was yes, Super Mario yeah. Brothers. And it's kind of like everything kind of changes and you're like, you know, in this space all by yourself. Um, it, but that, yeah. It really, like, once I did that performance, it really put a different perspective, like how hard it is. Like, I, like, <laughs> I think for people like normal day people that don't sing or don't do this, like myself, like, we... I don't, well, sometimes, but we criticize the artists of, like, you know, they may sound bad because of this. But, like, I'm up there. I don't have any inner ears. So I can't hear the words of the song. So I forget where I'm at to be able to sing the part. So it just made me put into, like, perspective, like, how hard it really is for you guys. Like, and challenging, I guess you could say. Not not just being able to sing. is You could be the best singer in the world, but if the sound system ain't right or something's messed up, it can cause you to sound bad yes and i remember one of uh my mm, i want to say friends but we're not somebody i know was performing and they did the performance and they said that and they sent me the video and i'm like that's the performance they're like yeah the sound system was messed up so i had to like play the thing off my phone i said you shouldn't have performed at all like (laughs) no (laughs) i understand that you know the show must go on but like you're a new artist that that just makes you look bad for everybody yeah. else. Like yeah. I might know what went on behind the scenes, you know, kind of thing. But yeah, they nope. don't know and they don't care. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, this is your first like big performance, and that you shouldn't have performed. You wasn't even getting paid for the gig, so you shouldn't have performed. No. <laughs> um, go so, home. Yeah. Go home. I and go home. Exactly. <laughs> it was nice. Support everybody oh, else. But so, what's next for for you? What's do you have a or? Can I ask, do you have an album, ti- an album title yet or an EP title? No. Um, <laughs> um, but the EP is re- coming out really soon. So <laughs> we've got to figure like that, that out. Um, there'll be an EP or two and then the yeah. album. Um, and so that's kind of, you know, what we'll be work, what we are working on currently. Um, that and kind of pulling these shows together and making that just an amazing experience. You know, I want to be able to um, go and perform and people actually have an experience where you kind of forget about outside and become really engaged. So that's my goal. That's what we're working on um, right now, taking people on a journey, telling all these stories. And I'm excited because it's the weirdest thing. So, you know, I'm an introverted person, very quiet, generally, like I'm a very, I'm a one-on-one person, you know, so. I'm the same way. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I'll talk my husband's head off and my friends, but I'm usually not the person that's going to go into a room, grab a mic and be like, Hey, what's up? Yeah. You know, no, that's not me. 
But what I will say is that I am so excited about, and, it, and, it, and it's God, because it, when I tell you it used to be the hardest thing for me, I used to hate when they would say, okay, Angel, you're, you're going to set up this song and this song, you know, for the show. Um, at this point in time, you're going to go and talk to the audience. Like when I tell you my heart used to be thumping out of my chest um, for so many reasons. I mean, one part of it was that I just like to sing and I didn't feel comfortable doing the other part. But there's another part of it where, you know, in the past I've been told, hey, you're not going to be that believable as a Christian woman. So let the other girls talk. So that was wow. kind of um, a battle. You know what I'm saying? Within what does a Christian like, woman look like, though? Not like me, <laughs> you know, um, and so, you know, I had challenges like that. I dealt with, you know, things like that. And so that kind of when you're young, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of stifles you. You know what I mean? I, I think if I hadn't been faced with some of the criticisms and some of the little comments that I received, um, my growth would have been so much greater during that time. But I'm not mad because, man, God loves me. And all the things that I doubted about myself, he's just reassured me. And when I tell you, like, I'm excited to get on stage and talk about my journey and talk about where these songs came from and what I was doing doing during this time. And um, I just... You know, I just, I'm just so excited. And I think that people who know us and who have experienced us will be kind of surprised because I have always been, I'm still, I'm still way laid back. Like yeah. my blood pressure is so low, <laughs> um, but you know, <laughs> so funny. my personality is the same, but I'm so much more open and just wanting to share and um, and I think that's just because I'm in I'm in such a safe, loving environment. You know, I'm going to go out there and I know that I have the support that I need. And I know that my team and most of the people that are going to come to see me are not there to nitpick and judge and criticize and be like, that's oh, true. she's not Christian enough. And what is she wearing and all that? Like, I think it's just going to be a, a love fest because I'm bringing the love. Um, you know, and I want to bring so much love uh, that it's undeniable, you know, that I want to bring so much love that it makes it like if you got something bad to say, that's you. <laughs> you <laughs> know what I mean? Like we, we were all in there kumbaya. Mm-hmm. How, wh- how you get this negative review yeah. or whatever, you know? So um, that's my intention. I want to go out and just really have fun and really do what God has placed in my heart to do and make people feel good. Make people know that they have the same connection with God that anybody else has. You just got to focus on it and grow. You know what I mean? And those channels are always open. He's always speaking. We're just not always listening. Um, You know, I got work to do. (laughs) So um, I'm just really, really excited about that. You know, well, I'm excited for you. It's a, it's good to. Thank you. It's something that you said though, and it's something that I heard recently too from Latoya Luckett. She did an interview with uh, Tank and Jay Valentine, and she was saying how like when she was in the girl group for so long, 
there were certain things that she was not, I don't want to say criticized about, but told that she shouldn't do or couldn't do or whatever. So she started to believe those things. And like, even just, I remember you saying too, that you only sang soprano for so long that, you, you know, people haven't been able to hear the rest of your vocal ability, really. Um, and she mm-hmm. was saying similar things that she didn't think that she could sing anything else because that's all she was able able to, to sing. Mm-hmm. So it, it's crazy, it, not crazy, but it, it's cool to be able to now hear you away and people get to know you and not Trinity 5-7. Yeah. But um, there was like so many other questions I wanted to ask, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'm thinking, if you were down for this, um, when the project mm-hmm. is out, if we could have mm-hmm. sort of like a listening type party and we can go over the songs, whatnot, and then I can ask you. Oh, that would it. be so much fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, but before I let you go, there's this question that I ask everybody. It's not a question, actually. It's a statement in a sense. It's something that I want you to do. Um, so my podcast is called Create Your Own Story. The whole premises of my podcast is really to get people to realize that, you know, um, we're all the same in in certain ways. We're more alike than we aren't. Um, Mm -hmm. So when they come and listen to the podcast and they hear you, they're going to be, someone's going to be able to see themselves in you and be like, oh, I I can do this too, I can do that. But my thing is that I realize that a lot of times, again, we don't, we give other people props for the things and accomplishments that they've come have done whether it be like something significant or just them changing their lives or whatever um but we don't necessarily give ourselves those kudos so in this moment right now i want you to give yourself kudos for anything it doesn't matter what it is from either coming out of the group releasing music or whatever the case is that you feel that you've done that you know surprised yourself and that you're proud of yourself for um wow that's a you should ask that all the time. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe you do. I don't know. I don't. It's because I, I forget say, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I would say sticking in there. You're, you're frozen. Hold on. Oh, no. Okay, you're good now. Good. Okay. So I would, I would say for sticking in there, you know, even when things were hard and even when I didn't really see the light at the end of the tunnel or know how God was going to do the um, things that I dreamed of and the things that I felt he put in my heart, um, I stuck it out. And I, I just have to say like, you know, I, I always had that, um, that kind of kid like faith, you know, when things just look really, really grim, like girl, that's not happening. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, you know, people kind of have that energy and no, I never felt like that. I always felt like, nah, I don't care if I'm 90 and it happens. God told me this. Yeah. Um, You know, so, so that makes me feel proud of, of myself that even when, Mm. there's a song on the record and and we'll talk about it later yes. but it just it talks about this right here huh. right now that's amazing you oh, know i can't wait to hear it and we'll talk about it when it comes out yeah yeah and you got to remind me that we had this part of the conversation to be like what song was it that you yes were i definitely to? will and you're probably going to be you're going to you're going to know when you hear it okay okay 
yes, I'm super, super excited. Um, uh, is there anything that you want to say lastly to the fans and new fans? Um, oh my God, so loud. Um, oh, I, would, I would say thank you. I want to say thank you to the people who have um, supported me throughout the years. And you just don't know what it means to a person, you know, when you kind of share how something that they did or said changed their life or even impacted a moment in their day. Um, so I am so appreciative to the people who have ever bought a record, downloaded a song, played it for somebody else, um, wore their little, you know, T57 t-shirts <laughs> and our street team. Remember the days of the yes, street team? I was just talking. That's so funny you say that. I was just talking to an artist earlier and I was like, you need to do this for your project because they don't do this no more. Don't they don't teams. do it and they don't connect with people. And, and, you know, and when I tell you, like, you really do have to touch hands and give hugs and talk to like, people are in my inbox all the time and I don't take it for granted because that is not something that I had to, ha you know, yeah. and that God had to do for me. People could be complete. You know how many people set out to be artists? And nobody knows their name. Yeah. Not in that community. Like I know how blessed I am. Um to to be able to do this. So we be going on tangents. You and I. <laughs> <we can't. laughs> um but so I, I was saying, I was just saying thank you. Thank you for the support. I hope that you will come on this journey, come along with me on this journey of discovery, of, you know, just finding our way in this world, loving one another, loving God, and having an amazing time. And I can't wait to see you over on the road. Yeah, that's amazing. I will say, since you don't have an al album title or EP title yet, um, listen to things that you say. The re reason I say this is because how I got, well, this isn't what I said, but, um, so I have a life coaching business too. Um, and the create your own story literally came about because I was, Georgia rain was saying something on live, like, dang, people just lying on here. They just creating their own story. And I said, Oh, I could use that because, <laughs> you know, so I'm just saying, listen to the, the things that you say, because I'm pretty sure something that you've said will stand out to you. And you're going to be like, mm -hmm. that's the title. That's, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, I'm now I'm about to go back and look at everything we wrote. Because, no, you know, we've true. been having to write these, like, yeah. yeah so, yeah, we'll go back and read it. And well, there's it's probably right, it, right there. Exactly. So, I just want to thank you so much for doing the podcast. We are going to have a part two um, where we'll okay. play the album or the EP. Um, so, I'm excited to hear it, to listen to the rest of it. Um, I don't think there's anything lastly that I want to say, but tell the people where they can find you if they don't already follow you. Absolutely. I am at Love Angel Taylor on all of social media. Um, so, yeah. And you and I, yeah, when we get together, it's going to be fun. We're like BFFs now. I so. know, right? <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's funny, though, because when you get... See, I'm about to go on a tangent, but real quick. Uh, there's certain people that... <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> There's certain people when I do the podcast with them and I'm just like, oh, or just when I talk to them, then we just click and like I built a relationship. And then there's other people where I think that I'm going to click with them. And then when I have the podcast, it they're just so dry. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, God, can this be over? Like, <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, and oh. it's not necessarily that they're dry. It's just that their answers are so short. That it's like, oh, yeah. you know, like, oh, I miss the days of media training because if you. Well, listen, we were a part of that yes. era. We were in the golden <laughs> era. Like, it was such a good time. But yeah, yes. we had media training. Yeah. We had boot camp. Yes. And they don't know do no more. So it, it shows. <laughs> yeah. It does. But again, thank we'll you so much. Here. You guys can go download the song Speak right now. Oh, and then plug myself my playlist is out right now um hey, it's called hey. wop i'll send it to you it's called wop worship and praise plan words <laughs> I, I have three playlists out right now wop um i'm not gonna mention what the other one's called because it's an inappropriate name <laughs> um, but then the other one is called um vibe sold separate and you're actually on that playlist as well that one's just a mixer of new music um and then the other one that i'm not going to name on this podcast um it's basically like neo soul type songs but um but i'll send you all three of the the playlists or whatever um and i think that they're great um but um yeah just thanks again for doing the podcast um and yeah we'll we'll talk soon awesome thank you for having me And that's all we have for you today. I hope you enjoyed yourself on this episode of Create Your Own Story with Terrell Garnett. We'll catch you next time.